as a good New Yorker, I've got this really finely attuned bullshit-o-meter. And, uh, you know, I smelt, uh, I smelt BS. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. How many of you have experienced making a bad hire or had bad hires on your team? I personally lost over $840,000 on just one bad hire alone. So that's why I'm doing a free class called the five secrets to avoiding bad hires that can cost you $50,000 plus each. All you need to do is to text bad hire, spell it out, B-A-D-H-I-R-E to 33444. That's double three, triple four, and you'll be registered. I'll see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Growth Everywhere, where we interview entrepreneurs and bring you business and personal growth tips. Today, we have Josh Dorkin, who is the CEO of Bigger Pockets, which is a real estate social network that helps you get started in real estate investing. And I'm going to let Josh explain that a little bit more in a second. But Josh, how are you doing today? What's going on, Eric, man? Good to be here. Yeah, good to have you. So why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your background first, and we'll dive into the company. Oh, my background is boring. Nobody really cares. But, you know, since you asked, uh, I, you know, I, I, I've been a jack of many trades. I was in the entertainment business for a little while. I was up a stock trader. Um, I've done all sorts of random things over the years. Uh, inevitably, I ended up, I, I got a real estate license uh, when I was in California, uh, ended up really not liking that side of the business, uh, being a, a real estate agent. Um, and, and a few years later, uh, it, it kind of led me to our, towards the um, getting deeper into the investing side, uh, which eventually got me to build bigger pockets. But the, the long and the short of the story is I was teaching high school. I'd gone invested in real estate at a distance uh, at the suggestion of my brother and ended up buying some property very quickly realized that, you know, even though I'm a smart guy and I could pretty much figure most stuff out, there's a lot of detail in real estate investing. And ultimately I needed some help. So I looked at the landscape and I said, Hey, what's out here to help somebody like myself? There are a bunch of websites and then there's all these kind of get rich quick late night TV guys. And they pretty much owned the real estate, uh, of real estate online. And, uh, as a good New Yorker, I've got this really finely attuned bullshit meter and, uh, you know, I smelt, uh, I smelt BS, uh, when, when I went to pretty much all these sites, I mean, it was all about just kind of the pitch and all about not delivering, at least in my mind. And, and so I said, Hey, what can I do to help myself here? Let me create a community. And it's totally selfishly designed to, to help me out. Um, when I first started, um, low, uh, lo and behold, I, I, I realized that I was helping other people and this thing could go and democratize the space. And, and, and that's what it's done. So, you know, in, in, in the past years, we've really built this platform that has democratized the real estate investing space. Got it. Okay. And Bigger Pockets has been around for how long? Uh, just over 10 years now. Wow. 10 years. And how many, uh, how many people are in the community? So, uh, I mean, we've had tens of millions of people come through over the years, uh, whether it's reading our blog or listening to the podcast or, or whatever. But in terms of members, we've got a quarter million at this point. 
Wow, that's insane. So, I mean, you know, the real estate world, I mean, like you said, there's so many scams out there and, and things like that. So you've built up this community. And I, I guess my question for you right now is, how do you generate revenues with that community? Sure. Um, so, and speaking of kind of those folks that I was talking about, the way people used to make money in this space was, you know, just kind of promoting the courses, boot camps, and, and all the stuff of, of their friends that were in this kind of vertical. And you know, typically what I'll, you know, it's a 50% rip. So, you know, some guy is promoting a $50,000, you know, mentorship, uh, you know, the guy plugging it's going to get 25 grand himself. Um, there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening there. We, we said, you know, we want to create this, this space that's very different. We don't want bigger pockets to be a uh, part of that industry. Uh, we, we really want to go, go a different path. So, um, Advertisers, uh, we, we make money through advertising and we do filter our advertising. We don't take money from everybody. In fact, we turn down more advertisers than we actually accept um, because uh, we only want to take people who uh, we believe uh, follow our, our moral motto, so to speak. Um, so we make money from advertising. Uh, we make money from partnerships. We have you know a few select partnerships, marketing partnerships and things like that. Uh, we have memberships, paid paid accounts, paid memberships. So we have uh, bigger pockets is completely free to join, to engage on, to connect on, to partner, you know, to to do whatever you want for the most part on, um, uh, in terms of the social stuff. But similar to like a LinkedIn model, uh, if you want to be able to narrow people down uh, better, uh, you can get a paid account. If you want to market, promote, solicit in any kind of way, uh, you would need a paid account uh, to promote in our marketplace. Uh, so people do deal making and things like that over there. Um, we also built a, a suite of calculators, uh, calculators for folks looking at flipping houses, uh, um, uh, buying, buying hold and wholesaling real estate. And uh, these, these calculators are just fantastic tools for, you know, evaluating uh, if something's going to be a good deal. And if it turns out to be, you know, we put together these really amazing reports that you could hand to the bank and say, Hey, I'm buying this rental property. Check out this report. Uh, it's got all the numbers. You look like a professional. Uh, you look like you know what you're doing. And the odds of you actually getting a loan are, are going to be increased uh, because you do come off professionally and you've done a, a thorough analysis. So um, uh, we make money through, through again, these paid accounts and uh, partnerships, advertising. And then we launched a publishing company. So uh, beginning of, oh goodness, uh, 13, 2013, we launched a publishing arm and uh, we've just we've got three uh, physical books that we've actually created. Um, our first two books sold over twenty five thousand copies. Uh, I, I think net we're we're well on physical books. We're well over thirty thousand copies. We just launched our, our most recent one, wow. and uh, you know we've got eBooks and all sorts of other stuff. And and you know we're regularly on the top ten chart of Amazon for all real estate books. Nice. Okay. So how are you, you know, you're doing all these crazy, I mean, you have a community, you have a podcast, you have a publishing arm. It's like, how do you manage all of this? I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, tr truth be told, we, you know, bigger pockets for the first bunch of years was me. Um, I, you know, first I was teaching high school. I was doing it on the side. I was doing it on the weekends. I was doing it at nights. Um, I really wasn't sleeping. It's true. Um, little by little, you know, the, the idea was let's build a community, let's build a community. I wasn't thinking let's build a business. Um, I didn't know the difference, right? I mean, uh, and, and over time I came to realize that I was doing more and more and more within the business and um, found that I really didn't have any time. And, uh, you know, I'd hired a developer. We'd been working for years and years. 
But at one point I got really burnt out. Actually, at many points I got burnt out. But at one point I was like, this is crazy. I've got to change what I'm doing, make this into an actual business or, or get the hell out of Dodge. And uh, so I hired a consultant, paid a guy, uh, you know, a fair amount of money, um, five figures to come in and a- analyze my business. And, uh, you know, over, over a period of time, we, we sat down, broke everything apart and said, hey, what are we doing here that makes sense? What works? What doesn't work? We looked at the website, got rid of a lot of features within the platform, killed off a lot of things, um, and, and ultimately led me to starting to build my team. Who are the hires that I need to bring on? How do I hire them? Um, you know, do I raise money? Do I, do I just kind of go at it alone? And so, you know, I decided to bootstrap, keep bootstrapping and, and bring people on as we needed them and, and to, to fill gaps that we had. And, uh, you know, fast forward, that was a little over two years ago. And uh, fast forward to today, we're at, I think, 12. We're hiring three, or f- we're hiring three right now, uh, three positions. And, uh, you know, probably by the end of the year, we'll hire an additional 10 on top of that. Got it. Wow, it's incredible. So now let's talk about the community a little bit. I mean, you know, how did you, you know, having a community, people talk about how difficult it is to manage. So how do you manage the community? That is, that's a great question. Uh, managing a community is hell. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's really, really hard. I, you know, I, if any, I, I oftentimes have people say, Hey, I want to build a forum. I'm going to build a community. And I say, you should spend your time doing something else. It's, it's really hard. Um, there is, um, um, you have to really, 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 really slave until you get to that tipping point where the community is, is so vested in what you're doing that it, it, it a takes care of itself and b uh, you know, initi- initiates conversation, things like that. Um, you know, in, in the early days we, I started, I asked all the questions and people would come and answer, you know, and then little by little other people would ask and, 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 um, you know, we'd have to find people to come and answer them. I couldn't answer it, so I'd have to go and look for people who were smart, bring them, try and recruit them to come on and, and help out. And so, I mean, that's a tedious job. That is not easy at all. So uh, that just took a long time. And over time, because of our identity, because of what we believe in, which is not pitching people, no upsell, you know, if somebody says, hey, what's a loan? How does it work? You go to most other websites online that have some kind of forum or community the answer to that question is going to be, I could help you with a loan. Call me. <laughs> and, and that's crap. You know, at least I think it's crap. You know, you, could, you do that on our site and you've got 25 people who, who actually help answer the question on what a loan is. And that, that, that's not something that you get overnight. That's something that takes time. That's something that requires, you know, c- c- constant methodical moderation. Uh, requires a lot of effort from those people who are, you know, admins and mods within the community, uh, it requires an established set of rules and guidelines, and 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 you've got to hold hold the line. You know, I I've thrown out over the years, you know, in in the early years, I threw out some of our biggest users because they thought they were special, um, and and not to insult our power users, they are special, right? But they're not any more special in that I'm not going to let them get away with stuff just because they've been around and posted a thousand, 5,000, 10,000 posts on our community. You know, you go and do something that violates our rules, you're going to get in trouble or you're going to get thrown off. So, you know, if you can kind of hold that line and not be afraid to, you know, say, Hey, this is it. And I, I know that you, you've put so much time in, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're screwing this up for a lot of people. We got to get rid of you. 
Got it. Okay. Now, just backtracking a little bit, um, do you, you referred to the tipping point. So what was that tipping point? What did that look like when it's ready to manage itself? I'd say we had a couple of tipping points. I think the first tipping point was probably when I had uh, garnered enough respect that I can ask somebody to come and be a moderator. You know, I, I think that was, you know, I, I didn't have any money. I was like, hey, you know, you're really active. You want to come and help me run this community? You want to be a moderator? So for and, free. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, I'd say that was, that was important because then I knew that I can count on somebody else to oversee this thing and watch it and keep an eye on it. And little by little, each, each new one that we brought on, you know, created more and more tipping points, so to speak. And, and, um, uh, you know, I don't think it was a, um, I couldn't point to the exact moment, right. Where things change. But at one point we just stopped and said, Holy Moses, you know, this thing where we're, we're getting new members at, at a record clip, you know, uh, the community is self-policing now. I think that was probably the biggest tipping point in the growth of the community component of Bigger Pockets. The community felt so vested. They knew that we cared. They became vested. They cared. And then when they would see somebody come on the site and do something bad, they would then call them out and, and, and self-police and, and then report it to, to somebody else. So it wasn't us just actively uh, trying to search for people doing bad things, but it was the community uh, reporting and 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 self policing. That was the the key tipping point, I think, in in the the real explosive growth of the community. How big was the community when that happened? I uh, I don't have a clue. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I should have taken better notes. I I I actually I don't know. I would say we probably as a we were probably somewhere between seventy-five and one hundred fifty thousand posts in the in the community, and I'd say, you know, I in terms of members, I don't know what what it was then. Got it. So the overall site, are you able to share how much traffic you guys are generating right now? Yeah, sure. I mean, we, you know, on uh, I'm looking at our analytics right now, trailing thirty days, seven hundred eighty-three thousand unique visitors. You know, uh, five million page views. We've got two hundred fifty-six thousand members. One point one five six million forum posts were adding those at a clip of, I think it's somewhere around uh, between 16 and 1,600 and, and 2,000 new forum posts a day. Um, uh, we, we've got thousands of private messages a day happening. Um, you know, we're, we're uh, uh, you know, member blogs or we've got a blogging platform. Those are growing every day. We've got uh, our, our official Bigger Pockets blog. We, we add uh, about 100 new blog posts a month uh, that we're putting out. Um, you know, we've got thousands and thousands of active users a day on the site. Um, it's uh, it's pretty comprehensive. There's a lot going on, uh, that, and that's just the site. I mean, if you go to like the podcast, I mean, uh, we, we're averaging I think between forty-one and forty-two thousand listens per show. Wow. Uh, uh, our mailing list, we you know, we've got a newsletter that goes out three times a week, and uh, we're sending that to now over a hundred thousand. Uh, uh, people uh, on the mailing list. And, and so, yeah, lots of, I could throw a thousand more numbers at you, but um, all the numbers are growing at really nice rates and, and we're very pleased. That's incredible. So, you know, it, it's interesting to me. We, we had a guest uh, previously on this show. He's a guy that founded EchoSign, uh, well-known in the software as a service world. So he writes, he, he took a different avenue and he's decided to write on Quora a lot and he got over 
uh, I believe over 5 million views. So do you guys do anything around Quora kind of leveraging, you know, their platform to kind of, uh, you know, bring them into yours? So you're talking about Jason, right? Jason Lemkin. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's a monster. <laughs> no, he's a machine. I mean, he, I, you know, he's got a very interesting, uh, business model, at least in terms of building out his brand, which is beyond these marketplaces, like you said, like Quora. Um, um, we, you know, I think if we had more people, we'd probably spend more time doing that. Uh, to be honest, uh, it's, you know, we're, we're still fairly shorthanded in, in terms of having the capacity to do that, but we, we'll spend, we'll, we'll go on Quora and we'll answer questions when we can. I mean, we, we have syndication deals with, you know, right now money distributes our content, you know, uh, uh, Motley Fool distributes our content. We've, you know, we've had, um, you know, other, uh, major publications, uh, distribute and syndicate our, um, bigger pockets, um, content, uh, including like AOL Real Estate Business Insider, uh, Realtor.com, Huffington Post, um, Daily Finance. So we, we've, you know, that's one distribution model. Um, we're not necessarily as engaged as we'd like to be in some of these other uh, platforms uh, like Jason's doing, but, but uh, I, I think uh, uh, I, I love it. I mean, I, you know, I, I just tested out Medium the other day and you know, nobody, I, I don't have a presence on Medium. I wrote, you know, just a post about walking and doing meetings while I walk. That's what I do. I'm trying to get more exercise. I've got my Fitbit now and I'm, you know, trying to stay in shape. So instead of just sitting around. And so I wrote this piece and put it up on Medium. I put it up on LinkedIn, um, on their blogging platform. I was like, I had like, you know, 90 reads or something on Medium. I was like, oh, you know, for somebody who has no followers, nobody knows, 90 reads isn't half bad. If I spent, you know, a little bit of time building that up, you know, I can get hundreds to thousands of reads on this platform. Um, so um, I think it's a great model. I mean, that's what people do on our platform, right? We have people who come and they blog in our community to build their brand, to, to establish themselves in the real estate vertical. Uh, they want to be engaging on bigger pockets because bigger pockets is where all these people are. Uh, likewise, we want to be uh, us, our bigger pockets team. We want to be on other platforms as well. Um, establishing ourselves uh, to those people who don't know us. And, and um, we actually had a guest uh, named Grant Cardone on our podcast. He's a guy who wrote 10X. He's motivating. He's a, he's a badass. And, and uh, what he, he says is, if you don't know me, it's my fault, right? If you don't know who I am, I'm not doing a good job of promoting myself. I'm not doing a good enough job of promoting myself. So I need to be everywhere. I need to be promoted. And we, we've taken the same philosophy. We, we want to be everywhere. We want anywhere where people who might want to consume information about our space, uh, we want to be engaged in those, in those uh, verticals. First of all, that was an incredible podcast. I think that's the second uh, Bigger Pockets podcast that I've actually listened to. And I think this guy, what, he owns $350 million in real estate? Yep. Yeah, that was. I mean, if if anyone's going to listen to your podcast, I, I highly recommend it. By the way, check out Bigger Pockets podcast. Uh, what, was, what was the name again? Uh, it's that link. The link to that show is biggerpockets.com/slash/show108. Uh, his name's Grant Cardone, and uh, yeah, I mean he's he's definitely a, an awesome uh, sales guy. Uh, he's if if you're looking for for motivation, um, his book The Ten X Rule is all about like setting these goals, these higher goals for yourself. So you know. You know, uh, my goal is, you know, we want uh, a million uniques a month. Well, why the hell are you asking, settling for a million? You want 10 million, 10 million uniques a month. Find a way to get to 10 million and you're definitely going to get to the 1 million. So take any goal you've got, you know, multiply that sucker out and find a way to get there. Huh, interesting. Okay. 
No, I want to backtrack a little bit. I mean, you know, you've been syndicated on Motley Fool, uh, you know, money. So how do you, do they come to you for these syndications or how did you go about getting these? Uh, that is a lot of banging on doors, a lot of uh, begging. No, there's no begging. It's, it's just, it's, it's, hey, here's who we are. Here's our numbers. Here's our demographic. Here's our data. Uh, we'd love to work with you. And, um, you know, for us, it, it poses a challenge, I think, primarily because a lot of people in the major media, I think, don't get it anymore. I think the major media has been, uh, they've transformed from being about uh, educating and helping and informing people to page views and numbers and data like that, which we all are concerned about. But, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm not going to name anybody name, but I've had conversations with publications whose job it is to inform people about uh, finance, right? Um, and we've said, hey, look, here's, here's the kind of content that we can produce. And the, produ- the content that they want us to produce is the dumbed down version of that content. And so I say, hey, listen, that's crazy. You know, your users are people who are savvy folks. You know, why can't I talk about more sophisticated techniques, um, you know, higher level things about real estate? Instead, you want me to say 10 reasons why I should become a real estate investor. You know, that, that kind of dumbed down stuff is, I think, doing a disservice to people. You know, you're getting them hyped, but you're not actually helping them make progress. And, and so... You know, I've 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 been advocating to a lot of these publications that you know we need to kind of raise the bar. They need to raise the bar and and help people. And you know, some people have listened and some haven't. And and those who haven't, you know, we keep hitting them back and saying, hey, you know, this would be great for your audience. They they want this stuff. We know they want this stuff because they tell us that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some say, you know, no, 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 I'm not going to listen. And and fair enough, they they're they're making lots of money, so they have a right to do that. And you know, it's their audience. So who am I? Uh, but, uh, those folks that we work with, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're serving their audience. We're providing them with them with content that, uh, they don't have already. And, and so it's, it's, it's about, uh, finding a win-win, right? How, what kind of value can I provide to you? What are you looking for? Well, you've got all this great content. Well, we can provide content in this vertical and this niche that you're not doing. Do you want it? And, and be prepared to have the door slammed in your face a couple hundred times. But, you know, eventually, hopefully you get through. Yeah, I agree with that. I, you know, I get a lot of questions around, you know, how do you, how do you write for these big sites or whatever? It, it's all about you just keep, you keep knocking on doors. They say no. You just keep coming back and say, hey, just following up on this. And that's all, it, that's all it really is. I think people are looking for some kind of magic bullet around it. But there really is. I mean, it, it's taken you 10 years to get this bigger pockets to become, you know, this monster. Yeah. A good monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that's what it is. Um, and, and really quick on that, I, I'll say, you know, what's really interesting about it is this. It's all about relationships too. I think it's really important to add that. Um, you're creating and establishing a relationship with, with the publication um, and with the individual who is kind of your point person. Um, wh- what happens, unfortunately, and I, and I know I'm not the only person that this has happened to. I've spoken with a lot of folks who've done similar type things with syndication and, and, and um, the same thing tends to happen. Um, so say, Eric, you work for X magazine and we've cut a deal and, you know, we're going to send you co- cool content and you'll put out a piece a week or something. Um, and, and uh, you know, you had to get approval from your bosses. You got it. You, you vouch for us. And, and now we're, we're working together. Well, you suddenly leave and take a job somewhere else. My point guy is gone now. The guy who vetted, you know, vouched for me, who pushed for me, who believes in me is now gone. They hire somebody else. That somebody else has a different agenda, Right. 
nine out of ten, t- 10 times when that happens, we end up losing the deal w- with the publication uh, because we don't have the relationship with the new person that comes in. And ultimately, it ends up falling apart. And it's a shame. It's sad. But, you know, that that's just and maybe it's my bad luck. But uh, I've talked to enough other people where they've seen the same thing happen where I know it, it's fairly common. Um, but. Yeah, I I think it is a relationship business, and I'd say you know trying to establish as many relationships with as many people in your uh, in the verticals that you're trying to get into. So when they move around, you know you you keep getting the love. I agree with that. I, I think there's this book called uh, I don't know, the Power of One Fifty or something, How to Become a Power Connector. You know, okay. I highly recommend that book. But it pretty much tells you you know who you should be keeping like an an eye on, and you know kind of refreshing these relationships over and over. And I, I agree with you. I mean, I've lost these relationships. <laughs> with the, you know, with these magazines. So, um, you know, that's, that's one more, that's one more example for you. But, um, so, you know, I know there's a lot of great content on bigger pockets and, you know, I want the audience to kind of, you know, know about, about it. So what kind of content can you talk about that? It's kind of the, the cor- cornerstone content for you guys. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, we, we put out tons of content every week. We've got uh, 30 or so writers who write for us on, on a weekly basis. So we're, you know, We've gone and we found people who are experts in all the ver- various fields within our, our our vertical of real estate investing. So whether it's flipping houses or buy and hold, managing property, tax liens, notes, uh, mortgages. I mean, there's you know all these different ways to make money. Um, you know, uh, investing with no money, investing in apartments, you name it. Um, and and these guys are sharing their experiences and 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 sharing their wisdom with with everybody on a regular basis. We've also built. Um, you know, I, I uh, we built these guides, these ultimate guides. Um, you know, kind of like the you know Moz has put out these ultimate guides, and Neil Patel puts out these you know these awesome guides. We we you know we noticed what they were doing. We're like, wow, this this is this is awesome. We love this stuff. Wow, we've got to do this in our space. So um, you know, we started to build out these ultimate guides, and we started with the ultimate beginner's guide to real estate investing. Uh, the link is biggerpockets.com/ubg ultimate beginner's guide. Um, and that guide, it's an eight chapter book. Uh, it's also available on Amazon. It's an eight chapter book, uh, that pretty much introduces you to all the major important concepts to real estate investing. It's free. You know, you can read it for free on our site. We want people to be educated. We want them to be motivated. We want them to be excited. We want them to know the fundamentals because we want them to be successful. Um, so you know, the ultimate beginner's guide to real estate investing. We've written the ultimate guide to wholesaling. We've written the ultimate guide to, to flipping, to buying all, to screening tenants. I mean, you know, we, we write these really in-depth pieces of content that I think kind of become the cornerstones. And then, you know, we tie those to the other more in-depth uh, articles that we write that really narrow down into uh, uh, the details on any, any niche, any vertical, and any kind of uh, uh, strategy. Got it. Now, you know, these ultimate guys, you know, I, I've, you know, if you, if, if you guys have, I've seen this show, um, you know, I've interviewed Neil and he spends about $30,000 on, on the, on each of these guides. So, you know, he does have, there's always some gold behind it. So I guess what kind of results have you seen with these guides? So we don't spend 30,000 on a guide. I, I see him doing that and I'm like, wow, I, I, I would love to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, his are much nicer. Um, but, um, and, uh, our, our goal is, um, our goal is to educate people. We want people to to come to bigger pockets and know that we are the place where they're going to go and learn about real estate investing, right? By establishing ourselves as that, you know, we we 
bigger pockets the community of bigger pockets becomes the expert right so the community of bigger pockets is the place that you go i mean there's no other place on on the internet where you can get the depth or breadth of content that you can get about real estate investing than bigger pockets period um you know if somebody else uh, you know, if, if there's a topic we haven't covered, we're, we're either working on it or we're planning on working on it. And, and that to me, you know, it, it attracts people who are interested in real estate investing, new people. Um, and, and it also attracts folks who've been in the business because, you know, people who are successful like to give back and like to help other people. So you get these successful people who come, they're helping the new people and the beauty of bigger pockets. You know, we haven't even talked about this is, because you have all these amazing people of all skill levels who are learning and doing, uh, they come together and they actually do business. So, uh, and we haven't even quantified that. We're actually, it's one of our big tasks is how do we, you know, quantify the, uh, the financial impact of bigger pockets on the planet? Um, there is an actual number. I don't know what it is. I mean, we have meetup groups that are, that form around the, the country and world, uh, uh, through bigger pockets. I, I last uh, Friday was on with the Seoul Korea group. I did a half hour with our group in Korea. It was like 50 people uh, in a room in Seoul, Korea, through bigger pockets, uh, getting together and talking real estate. And they had me as their guest, and I was honored, and it was amazing. And this happens all over the country and, and outside of the US as well. Um, so, um, you know, People are doing real business. They're doing real deals. They're, you know, we've got guys who are doing millions of dollars in business because of us. We have people who quit their jobs on a regular basis. You know, we've got this like, hey, I just quit my job tally uh, internally. Like, you know, we we love hearing about people who quit because of bigger pockets. Um, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's amazing. I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I get very excited sometimes. No, you you totally did, and you know what's what's been starting. I mean, I mean, you know, I it's funny because one of the guys in in entrepreneurs organization, he's like, you got to check out this Bigger Pockets podcast, right? He's a, he's a real estate guy. He's making a couple million a year, and so I started listening, and I'm like, now you know, listen to your podcast, and I get really motivated around it, and it makes me want to drop everything I'm doing. That's you know, that's the effect that you actually give off. But let's talk about the podcast for a little bit. Sure. You know? um, what can you what can you uh, what have you gotten out of it? You know, what does it look like now? So. Uh, we, you know, for years I had heard about podcasts and I was like, oh, these are cool. You know, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. Uh, hired Brandon Turner who works for me. And, you know, we, we sat down and said, hey, what are, what are some things we can do to get our name out, build our brand? And we're like, you know what, let's, let's try this. You know, we, we don't know how it's going to work, but let's, let's try it. So, you know, we bought some crappy equipment and we, we, uh, you know, decided we, just start talking to people, you know, and, and, and the idea was we want to talk to investors who are actually doing it. There were other podcasts out there in our vertical, but the podcasts were all, you know, again, it was the same guys, the get rich quick guys who were kind of doing these shows about, you know, really aimed to promote their stuff, uh, their products. And, and we said, you know, there's a need for a different kind of show in the vertical, just like there was a need for a different kind of community in our vertical. And so our show is, you know, we'll talk to a guy who just did his first deal, a guy who just bought his first multifamily or his first house to rent. And we'll ask him about how he did it. You know, what did he need to do? How did he get there? What were the, the, the mistakes he made? You name it. All the way up to Grant Cardone, who we just talked to, uh, you know, last week, $350 million in real estate. You know, I, I don't want to do those guys all the time. And I don't want to do the guys who just started all the time. We, we like talking to the guys who've, you know, they've done a couple deals. Um, 
because A, I think it serves as a motivation to the average guy, somebody like yourself, right? You're thinking about it. You're interested. If I'm talking to, to these big shots who are billionaires all the time, it's, it's, uh, you're not going to find a way to get there. You, if, if we talk to people who are incremental along the path, uh, you can listen, you can hear how they got there, and you can what, what you talked about. You can get motivated. If this guy can do it, this guy's a mailman. He's got 13 rental properties. Well, if that guy can do it, I can do it. How did he do it? Well, listen to the show. You know, and, and so yeah, that's what we've done. We've, we've interviewed, you know, uh, we've put out 109 shows now, I believe. Um, you know, we interview vendors select, uh, selectively. We've talked to a few lawyers and things, but it's primarily about structuring your business and, and higher level things like that. It's not about promoting a product. Um, and, uh, the, uh, you know, now as we've grown and our audience has grown from nothing to, you know, we're over 40,000 listens per show, uh, we've, we've been able to attract bigger and better guests. We've got a couple of people lined up. I'm not, I can't mention them until it's locked in. It's locked in, but I'm not going to mention until we've recorded it. Uh, but we've got some, uh, we've got some best-selling authors lined up over the, over the coming weeks that we're going to be recording with. And, and I think, you know, success begets success. And, and of course we'll continue to attract uh, bigger and better guests as, as we move along, but that's not to negate the guy who did the first deal. And we're going to keep doing those guys as well because people, People love that stuff. Awesome, yeah. I, I love the mix-ups. I mean, you know, the you know when I listen to when I listen to a guy that has three hundred fifty million re- real estate, that's like you know where you want to get to. But I'm looking for you know if I'm getting started, I want more tactical advice. And then right at, right before that, you know, there's like a more like beginner type of episode. So I love the format. Thanks. Yeah. So the so a lot of tech people watch watch or listen to this show, and you know, I'm just wondering, you know, they're always head down in their startups. They're always in the, you know working on their computers, coding, whatever it is exactly. You know, how, what's a good way for them to get started in, in real real estate investing? So uh, can I can I take it back a second and then go there? Sure. Um, so here's something that I'm trying to do, and and I, I don't know if I'm the guy to answer what I'm about to answer, but you know what I found was my head was always down in my business and I was so deep in my business that I wasn't, I was never thinking about working on the business. I was always in it. And it's, it's one of the things I've tried to instill in our team and we, we, we get better at, we're not amazing at it, but um, I think it's super important for everybody in the team to be thinking about how do we grow the business as a whole? You know, not just how do I focus on the task at hand? Um, If everybody has the same goal, uh, with where we're going to go and how we're going to go. And everybody's kind of entrepreneurial within the organization, which is one of the big things that we're really working on now. We want people to take ownership of projects and be entrepreneurial and be willing to, to, to kind of um, really go with something. And, and if they're successful, reward them for it. Um, that's going to make for this amazing cohesive group. And, and it's working. And we've got such a cool team. I, I, I love these guys and gals. Who, I love everybody who works with me. And it's, it's amazing. But um, uh, sorry to, to go off on a rant, but I, I just, no worries. it's something I'm passionate about. Right. Um, on the real estate, um, so if somebody wants to just get started, right? Um, what we like to say in, in the Ultimate Beginner's Guide and, and what we, we talk about with a lot of people who ask us this question, uh, there is not a, a single right path for you. So just because Eric is going to start investing and buy, you know, a four unit multifamily doesn't mean that you should be buying uh, a multifamily or even uh, buying a property to rent out. You know, maybe you should be flipping, maybe you should be uh, doing some other strategies, wholesaling or, or investing in notes. 
Yeah, you know, you've got to look at yourself. You got to look at, you know, what your goal is. Are you looking to invest because you want to quit your job and become a full-time real estate investor? Are you looking to go the four-hour work week thing? You know, are you looking to supplement your income? Um, are you 25? Are you 55? You know, so everybody's circumstance is going to determine their path. Um, and, and so the reason, again, I, and I bring up the ultimate beginner's guide, we wrote the ultimate beginner's guide because of this challenge, right? I can't tell you, Hey, Eric, there's a single path. That's the right path for you. Cause that's BS. Um, you got to look at the different verticals, the different strategies, the different niches within real estate investing and say, this is what makes sense for me, given where I am, given my family, does my wife want to do it? Does she not, you know? Uh, what's the, her risk aversion? You know, do you have kids? What's your time allotment? Do you want, you know, all those things have to kind of come together, put it all on paper and say, okay, well, flipping houses is a job. You know, if you're going to flip a house, it's not just buy the house, put renters in and then sit back and they pay you rent every month. And when things come up, they come up, you know, that, that's a lot more passive, you know, rent, uh, flipping a house is much more active, right? So you've got to get in there. You've got to find the property. You've got to fix it. You know, you got to put all that time and energy into fixing it up. You got to work with all these contractors and then you got to go and you got to market it. You got to sell it and you got to find the next one to flip. Right. So it's, it's very active and it, it is a job. Um, whereas, uh, buy and hold for uh, example would be far less passive. Now it's not completely passive. If you sit back and, and hope everything's going to happen, things are going to pass you by. Tenants are going to screw you. If you've got property managers, they may mess up. You know, you, you always have to keep an eye on the ball. Uh, but uh, there really is no one right path. And anyone that tells you otherwise, uh, you, I'd stay far away from them. Great. It sounds like, so it sounds like, I mean, definitely key takeaway. Everybody should check out the ultimate beginner's guide to real estate investing. But let's just say, you know, I'm assuming most people that are, you know, working these full-time jobs or starting a startup, they're looking for supplemental income. Yep. So what would your recommendation around that be? Uh, whew, lots of, lots of different things you could do. I'd say one path is to invest in, um, real estate notes. Uh, so that's like owning a mortgage. So you own the mortgage, you become the bank. And, and so, you know, say you're sitting on cash, uh, you know, and you're looking to get some kind of return, you could put in the stock market, you're going to get what, six, 8% uh, with, with a note, you know, you can get uh, a higher return on your, on your money. Um, you, you can become a private money lender, which is uh, a path that a lot of folks like to do, which is you're not a professional lender, um, but uh, you'll lend on good deals. So what you do is you go out and you find somebody who's a su successful investor uh, somebody who's making things happen and you know you 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 date basically you get to know this person you get to trust this person you look at the deals they've done you look at the numbers you look at the portfolio uh you watch them on a future deals and see how they do and once you guys have established that trust and you do your vetting of course you know you you i mean i know guys uh who right now will pay people who have money 12 15% on their money and uh, as private lenders. So, and, and these are people who are looking for as little as, you know, 10, 20, 50 grand up to guys who are looking for hundreds, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if not more, um, there's uh, crowdfunding is, is the new hyped up uh, uh, thing in real estate investing finance. Um, I'm not completely sold on it as a viable option long-term for smaller uh, investors. I think for accredited people, it, it, could make sense as a means to um, 
uh, you know, throw a little money and distribute your portfolio around. But uh, um, let's see, uh, somebody who doesn't want to be active. Uh, I mean, there's so many things you could do. You know, you can get contracts to properties and, and sign the contracts over to other people. That's called wholesaling. Um, that requires a fair amount of work. Uh, so I'd say that doesn't necessarily work. I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, buy and hold is the way to go. At least for me, I truly believe that um, uh, for long-term wealth, building a portfolio of rental property or income-producing real estate. So maybe it's a mobile home park. Uh, maybe it's 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 uh, an office building. But income-producing real estate as a means to an end uh, towards building long-term wealth is absolutely the way to go uh, in my book. But it takes time and it takes research and, and perhaps it, it means partnering with people. But uh, I think that's the path. I truly believe in that as well because I'm lazy. That's the only reason I believe in it. But, nice. Um, nice. Um, okay. I, I, I still think the key takeaway is definitely to check out your site and get that beginner's guide because I, I just think you know, information is really dense and there's so much to go through. So um, definitely thanks for, thanks for that answer. So sure. the, what are some common mistakes you've seen you know, people make with real estate investing, especially when they're starting out? Oh, man. Really? I mean, we only have like, what, five minutes left? <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, just one, just the biggest one. I've seen. Uh, there's no biggest mistake. There, I mean, you can make a million mistakes. I'm, I'm here. I'll tell you some. My mistake. I bought property. I okay. I'd say one of the biggest mistakes for a new investor who's buying real estate is to buy real estate at a distance. Um, there is no market in the United States where you cannot find a good deal within one to two hours of where you live. There is not a single market. If you're talking about New York or LA, or Washington, or Miami, there's nowhere, uh, every single one of those markets, within two hours, you could find a good deal, period. It's expensive in those markets. Returns aren't great in those markets, unless you, you know, really know a lot of the deeper techniques for, for prospecting, um, direct mail, uh, how to find good deals. But um, the average guy um, couldn't find a great deal with, within any distance. So um, I bought property at a long distance, and, and um, now your portfolio is in the hands of somebody else. So you have to trust that person with your life. I mean, you really do. That person you have to know is going to have your backside. And, and uh, you know, what happened to me was I, I ended up with property managers who I didn't know how to vet, um, that I didn't know how to screen, who were watching my property in a manner which uh, I didn't know was good or bad. And so at the end of the day, it ended up being bad. And, and, you know, I was bleeding money. They weren't screening people properly. They were putting in tenants that were problematic. They weren't fixing things when they needed to be fixed. They weren't taking care of what needed to be taken care of. And at, at the end of the day, I found myself in a lot of trouble. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's one of my experiences. I, I'd say in thinking a little bit more as I talk here, though, the fundamental mistake that new investors make or people who are just kind of casual investors make is not knowing how to evaluate a deal. Uh, I think that is the one thing that can actually, that can destroy you, that could bankrupt you, uh, that could get you into a lot of trouble. You have to know how to evaluate the deal. Uh, you, if you just buy a property because, you know, hey, if I subtract the mortgage payment uh, from what I'm making on rent, I'm get, I got all this cash. No, you don't. 
<laughs> you've got holding costs, you've got maintenance, you've got capital expenditures, you've got management costs, you've got all these other things that add up. And, and that's why we built our calculators so that people think about these things and have to put them in. Uh, but learning how to evaluate a deal is going to save your backside. You know, if you buy a loser that you're bleeding money out every month, yeah, over time you're going to, you know, you're going to pay down your note. Um, and yeah, you may, if you're lucky, have appreciation. Don't ever bet on appreciation. Uh, but uh, if you've got that cash flow and you've bought it at a good, good number and you're actually uh, making positive cash flow, you know, then you've got a solid business that you could work from. Uh, so uh, knowing how to evaluate a deal um, and, or misevaluating deals uh, is probably the big, biggest mistake that newbies make. Got it. Helpful. And everyone, make sure you check out the, the calculators on the Bigger Pockets podcast website. Is there a section for that? Uh, biggerpockets.com slash calc, C-A-L-C. There you go. All right. Uh, just wrapping it up with a few more questions here. What's one big struggle you faced while growing Bigger Pockets? Um, one big struggle I faced, uh, I'd say the biggest struggle I faced was, uh, was having the balls to hire the, those important hires. And now that we've hired the important hires, the biggest struggle I face today is finding the right hire going forward. So I'm interviewing right now for a couple of positions. I'm interviewing for a UX person and for a growth hacker type position. And, um, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. You want somebody who, who at least we want somebody who who's aligned with you know who a is not only qualified for the job, but who's mentally aligned with us. You know if they don't buy into what we're doing, uh, then I don't want to hire them, and and that pre- presents a challenge, right? So you know if your business is you know building a product for you know millennials, and you know you've got you're trying to hire people and you're hiring, you know, a 60 year old guy, you know, you're not going to bias against somebody because they're 60, but you're going to bias against them because they don't get it. They're not in alignment with, with who you are, you know, Hey, we should, we should really be advertising in the newspaper. Dude, people don't read the paper anymore. Millennials don't read the paper. You can't market to hire a marketing guy who's talking about newspapers and promote to millennials. right? Right. So along the same lines, Everybody that, that we want in our inner circle and our core, and which is really our, our first 20 to 50 hires, we want them to buy into bigger pockets. They've got to get it. They've got to understand it. They've got to live, breathe, you know, using real estate as a means for growing wealth. I mean, in the past uh, couple of months, three of my team have bought real estate in, in the past three months. Uh, nice. three, three people on the team have bought real estate of, of 12. That's actually four people. Uh, have bought, um, you know, so we want people to buy into to what we're doing. Uh, but yeah, the, the, I'd say hiring is really, really hard and, and vetting and screening people and really making sure that you guys are in alignment is, is probably our biggest challenge. Yeah. Hiring is the hardest thing by far. Absolutely agree. Um, what about your, what about what in terms of books? And I know you guys have a ton of books already, but what's one must read book you'd recommend to the audience? For um, entrepreneurs, oh, for entrepreneurs, oh man, um, totally blanking out on the one that I want to recommend. Um, yeah, you know, we ask the same question on our show, and and uh, most entrepreneurs love Four Hour Work Week. Um, I, I think that's interesting. I think there's a lot 
a lot in at least the people who come to our world. These are real estate investors. I think a lot of them have that dream of you know sitting on a beach and owning their portfolio and managing via their phone and not worrying about it. Um, I, I like four hour work week because I think it helps you think about systemization. Um, and 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 I really like that. I'm reading right now. I'm reading a book which is awesome, awesome. Uh, it's called Brandscaping uh, okay. by and- Andrew Davis, and um, it's it's all about. Uh, I think he call- it says unleashing the power of partnerships, and, and he talks about these um, uh, these unorthodox partnerships that companies uh, have established to to build up their business i i think what one of the big examples i he he used in in his uh in his promo video for the book was tony bennett right everybody knows who tony bennett is now right but you know before i don't know what when he did his quote brandscaping no you know the only people who knew tony bennett were were the, the guys who listened to that old crooner kind of music right so tony bennett went out and he partnered up with young hip artists, musical artists, that you say like, I, and I don't know who they are, but you know Tony Bennett and say some hip hop guy, and and they're doing a duet, and you're like, well, why? That doesn't make sense. Well, Tony Bennett knew that that would make them relevant today, make mm-hmm. him relevant today. So he partnered with all these these modern artists, you know, for, throughout various genres, and he suddenly became relevant again. And and so that's the that's the whole concept of brandscaping. It's you know these unorthodox partnerships that you can forge uh, to help build your brand out. And and I'm I'm in the middle of reading it, but you know I, I've you know I've listened to Andrew and and uh, uh, and and uh, it's 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 a great idea, and I think it's a phenomenal book, and and I, I definitely rec- definitely recommend other people check it out. I love that. You know, I also, I mean, just a side note here. I mean, I I feel like, you know, podcasting helps you, you know, bring about these partnerships as well. You talk about, you know, them doing duets with, you know, totally different, uh, I guess, artists, right? We're doing it right now. We're landscaping, you and I right now. Yep. All right. How do people find you online? Sure. Uh, Bigger Pockets is is my home. So, you know, I'm I'm on Bigger Pockets. You can, it's biggerpockets.com. Uh, I'm everywhere, man. I'm on Twitter. JR, I'm at JR Dorkin on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. It's, I think, Joshua Dorkin BP. Just look me up, Joshua Dorkin, and uh, you'll find me. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. And, uh, you know, get in touch. All right. Awesome. Everybody, make sure you check out Bigger Pockets. Make sure you check out the podca- podcast as well because it's a damn good podcast. Josh, thanks so much for joining us. Awesome, Eric. Hey, and listen, when you have, uh, when you got a couple deals under your belt, man, we'll have you on the show. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Awesome, man. Pleasure. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. How many of you have experienced making a bad hire or had bad hires on your team? I personally lost over $840,000 on just one bad hire alone. So that's why I'm doing a free class called the five secrets to avoiding bad hires that can cost you $50,000 plus each. All you need to do is to text bad hire, spell it out, B-A-D-H-I-R-E to 33444. That's double three, triple four, and you'll be registered. I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week, and remember to take action and continue growing.